Hello everyone, uh, Julian King and for Jimmy Smith on the SN Afternoon Show today. Are uh, you feeling good this Friday? How good are you feeling? Coach K's feeling good, despite the fact that I've just gone hell for leather with a Glen 20 in the studios. Well, he was a bit crook last week, but sniffly. I felt like I'd sort of had delayed, I guess, symptoms. And I squarely point the finger at Coach K. So better safe than sorry. Anyway, apart from that, I'm feeling great. I hope you're feeling great this Friday. It is the best day of the week. So much to cover, so much to look forward to. And it is great to have you along wherever you're tuned in today on SEN 1170am in Sydney, SENQ 693am in Brisbane, 16.20 on the Gold Coast and on the SEN app. Would love to hear from you today, one 1170 That is my open line number. And the text line 0457... 736736. 100 bucks cash to give away to the best caller on the show this afternoon. As well as the best texter, they will get themselves a Signet Boost power bank valued at $44.95. A Signet Boost power bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. And we are here thanks to our great friends, sbsfence.com.au, portable toilet and fence hire. On the show today, every second Friday, on the Jimmy Smith Afternoon Show, we catch up with our great friends at Freshwater Strategy. Leo Shanahan, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he will be along today to talk about the business of sport more broadly. There'll be a rugby focus in the wake of the Eddie Jones departure. We'll also have a look at private equity, not just with the rugby, but also with the sport of cricket. Fascinating chat coming up shortly on the show. RJ Achell will be along to talk all things NFL. I'll cross the Dutch to speak to Staffy from SENZ. And then Bharat Sundarason live from the Cricket World Cup, maybe with a maxi concussion update, amongst other things. But look, I want to start with Rugby League. I was on air on Tuesday when we brought you the news about Sergeant David Power giving false evidence in this Jack White and Latrell Mitchell case. And that case has now been chucked out, as it should. I read with great interest this article in the Herald today by Chris Nicolucci, and that being about Canberra Raiders Chief Executive Don Ferner. He has labelled as arrogant the ACT Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions for proposing Jack Whiten issue a public apology and plead guilty to fighting charges, which was eventually dropped in court. So on the same day, ACT Police Minister Mick Gentleman told the ABC that a number of officers involved in the Feb 5 arrest of Whiten and Latrell Mitchell had been referred to an internal standards panel. Further yesterday revealed several attempts to contact the police and the DPP for more details about the case had been ignored before Whiten was offered a plea deal. So a letter sent to the DPP to Ferner in June and obtained by the Herald read, the prosecution considers that there are reasonable prospects of success in this matter and it is in the public interest for the prosecution of your client to continue. Should your client be willing to plead guilty to both charges and issue a public apology to both the responding police and the community for his alleged conduct, the prosecution would not be heard against a submission that your client is remorseful and should be shown some leniency by the court on on sentence. Of course, your client would also be able to ask for leniency from the sentencing court on the basis that he has not required the matter to progress to a full contested hearing, the saving court time and public resources. Can you believe the gall? Can you believe it? The audacity of the hide. Making him walk the plank. Should never have gone to court. Twisting their hands. Making him out to be the bad guy. Demanding a mea culpa. Thinking they had a strong chance of success. And we know how it all fell into a heap. And then prosecutors on Wednesday dropped the fighting charges against both Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten. 
after their case unravelled when, we reported, the most senior police officer involved in the arrest, Sergeant David Powell, admitted to giving false evidence. I'll tell you what, I'd like to have Don Ferner in my corner going to bat for me. He said White and Mitchell were well within their rights to sue police. It's interesting, that was my first thought, legal action. It was outrageous, absolutely outrageous. Oh, you know, sorry, Jack, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, a little hazy on, on, on what happened that night, trying to incriminate you, although the CCTV tells the complete opposite story. And the sad thing about it all is that that kind of behaviour sullies the behaviour of the good coppers out there. 0457 All right, on to Adam Fenua Blake. Hasn't he been the story in the past couple of days? Look, I understand that there are cynics out there who feel that, you know, players are gaming the system by asking for compassionate leave. And you feel the Warriors being outside of Australia, for those that are from Australia, are often up against it. I think there's no doubting Reese Walsh's request last year was legitimate, given he had a young child. I have no reason to believe that Adam Fenua's Blake... Adam Vanilla Blake's request is not legitimate. It's a big call, though, to leave big money. Although I suspect if he does go back to Sydney, he'd have a few options lined up. My Dragons were considered the main suitors or front runners. Let's not forget they sacked him as a 19-year-old. He was charged with common assault back then, Vanilla Blake, facing a prison sentence. And he did plead guilty to pushing and kicking his partner, who was the mother of his two children. Back then, he was fined $1,000. He had a 12-month suspended jail sentence and ordered to undergo counselling. And to his credit, he goes, no, I could have said not guilty. I was. He said, I need to take ownership of what I did. He has to live with it. He's trying to change himself as a family man. It was reported yesterday the Dragons were the front runners, Tigers in the conversation, Bulldogs in the conversation. Well, the Daily Telegraph is reporting this morning that Adam Fenua Blake has now committed to the Warriors for at least another 12 months despite requesting an immediate release on Thursday. So discussions between the star prop and the Warriors overnight have landed with both parties agreeing for Fenua Blake to stay at the club for the season 2024. It's understood the Warriors would then consider releasing Fenua Blake from the remainder of his deal, which would then enable the club enough time to find a suitable replacement. So he's contracted until at least the end of 2026. On a deal, it's big bucks, about a million bucks a season. And he plays big, he's a hell of a player. And yes, understandably, the Warriors were reluctant to let Fenua Blake go, given their inability to replace him heading into next year. And you can draw parallels with the Dragons. You know, Ben Hunt goes, oh, no, well, I want to go immediately. Well, hang on a minute, we've got no one to replace you with. You've got a contract. At least stick it out for another year. Enable us time to scramble and find somebody we can swap you with, effectively. And the background, for those that don't know, understood that Fenua Blake wants to return to Sydney to be closer to his parents who are battling health issues. He's in England at the moment. He's going to play in the third and final test match for Tonga this weekend. He'll then return to pre-season training in December. But, yeah, his possible immediate departure sparked a frenzy in the player market. I briefly chatted to Flano probably about a month, month and a half ago, and he, he, he said to me that his priority was a middle forward. Well, obviously, Fenua Blake fits the bill. He's familiar with the club. But I guess he's got to have to wait. Pacific Championships final tomorrow. You can catch the action live right here on SEN. Jordan Canellis and Scotty Sattler with the call. 3pm Eastern Daylight Time in Hamilton. That is kickoff. Aussies are specials. Aussies are specials. Now, the cricket. 
What's in this? Oh, is concerning the right word? It's not what you want to read as an Aussie fan. The Aussies, of course, been hit by the loss of another Kel rounder. Mitch Marsh flew home on Wednesday for personal reasons. He's going to spend time out of the World Cup. And this is after Glennie Maxwell was ruled out of Saturday's clash with England due to a concussion suffered from falling off the back of a golf cart. And now without Mitch Marsh available, they're scrambling, Australians, for that game against England tomorrow. I, I know a few people have said, oh, you know, why are they out playing golf and mucking around? Look, you can't wrap these players in cotton wool. They're grown adults. It's an accident. It happens. You can't mitigate against every possible risk. It sucks. It happens. It was in the net. Barat Sundarason, who I mentioned, we'll catch up with him later on today. He's the net whisperer. Uh, did mention that he'd had a bit of a hit, Glenn Maxwell. So hopefully for the Australians, just the one game he will miss. But, yeah, the loss of Marsh and Maxwell, a bit of a curveball for the Aussie team. That, as you know, has found its grew four consecutive wins following those back-to-back feats at the start of the tournament. Defeats, I should say, at the start of the tournament. So you think Marcus Stoinis would be the man to stroll back into that side. That game going to be at Narendra Modi Stadium. Cameron Green, the other, I guess, inclusion, logical inclusion. And without Maxwell bowling spin, Travis Head will have to pick up that slack. Then you have Smith and Labuschagne returning to, I guess, more familiar positions at three and four because Marsh unavailable to bat three. But the good news is... Mitch Marsh, touching down to Perth, has told his teammates he'll be back to help Australia win the Cricket World Cup. So that's the main thing. Because the news yesterday that was he was out indefinitely, but he has assured us, Mitch Marsh, that he will be back. No timetable yet put on a potential return. Suffice to say, he said he'll be back to help win the Cricket World Cup. So the Aussies go from looking very strong to slightly less so, given how dynamic those two are. Just on Glenn Maxwell, Marnus is our specialist concussion sub in the team, is he not? wonder if he took over on the back of the cart from the big show. There is our question. And last night, India. <laughs> eight for 300. It's, it's India first, daylight second at the moment. Eight for 357, batting first. Shudman Gill, Virat Kohli, Sreyas Iyer amongst the rungs. Sri Lanka rolled for 55. Wow, Mohamed Shami, five for 18. He's been the bowler of the tournament, hands down, Mohamed Shami. And I note yesterday, I, I think Jimmy touched on it, this term baseball officially in the Collins English Dictionary. The world has gone mad. A style of test cricket in which the batting side attempts to gain the initiative by playing in a highly aggressive manner. Well, didn't they say it also applies to bowling as well? So I'm not sure if that description is particularly apt. Really fascinating piece in the Herald today by Ian Payton and Tom Deeson. It's titled The Inside Story of Eddie Jones's Chaotic Second coming. It's a long, detailed piece. I urge you to read it, but essentially what it does is it addresses Jones's contradictions. You know, initially backing in the experienced blokes only to ditch them from the World Cup squad. Further to that, suggesting to Lawrence Delaly on a podcast that he'll only be there for the World Cup. You know, did he say the quiet bit out loud? And then you've got the news of this Japan Zoom meeting hanging over the squad and the players who spoke to the Herald on the condition of anonymity said that he sounded them out and it was almost like he said goodbye to them. They were really, really confused. Then he comes back, does a presser at Kuji Oval, pledging his commitment to the rebuild only to walk a short time later. What a debacle. And Hamish McLennan's got to put his hand up. It was his captain's pick. What does he do? He, he cheats it away. As, oh, look, no business gets 100% of the decisions right. We'll move on. I'm sorry, it's not good enough. It is not good enough. 
Three Group 1s at Fleming tomorrow. We get ready for the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Of course, the Golden Eagle running at Rose Hill tomorrow as well. Now, just before we get to the first break, did you see this by Joe Rudolph? I touched on this with Matty White. Came out and said, I wouldn't swap any of my plays for any Aussie players. Do you remember the Barmy Army once sang to Shane Warne, we wish you were English? And yes, there, there is a sense, as you know, a sense of Freud and singing and Lou. So let me ask you this. In any sport, are there any English players that you would have liked to play for your team? Ben Stokes or Joe Red or maybe Sam Burgess. Which Englishman would you like to have in your team? Could be a soccer player. So Australia probably need a decent striker. You'd take Harry Kane, wouldn't you? 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Signet Boost Power Bank to the best texter. And 100 bucks cash thanks to Tristan Merlihan and Top Sport to give away to the best caller on the show today. Which English person would you have in your team? This is in response to Joe Root. He said he'd have no Aussies in his team. We're going to be a bit more magnanimous than Joe Root today. And for Neil Blake, anything else you want to talk about in the world of sport? I am all ears. 1300 01 1170. Up and running for this Friday afternoon. Still morning there in Queensland. Jules in the chair for Jimmy Smith. We'll take a break on the other side of this. We'll catch up with Leo Shanahan from Freshwater Strategy.